Welcome to the audio version of SOCH 119, the largest interactive class about race and culture in the world. Join the nearly 800 students watching in person live Tuesdays and Thursdays on YouTube at youtube.com slash SOCH 119. For more information about the class or how to watch, go to SOCH119.org. Now from Happy Valley, it's time for class. Take it away, Sam. I've been teaching for 39 and a half years. 39 and a half, dude. And I started teaching by accident. The first class I ever taught, there was an emergency at a, a two-year college at, at, in Toledo. So they called over the social department in the main campus. I was a master's student. I was 24 years old. And so they said, do you have a grad student who could come over and teach? And I said, yeah. And they, and they asked me and I said, yeah, I'll go talk to them. So I went over and talked to the person who was hiring, thinking that it was going to be a class related to sociology or something, something I, that I knew something about. Anyway, I said, what's the class about? He said, well, it's cybernetics and human ecology. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I had taken a, a, a human ecology class, so I had some sense of what that was. Um, I think I got a B in it, so it's not like I got an A, but I didn't know what cybernetics was. So I said, well, can I think about it? And the guy said, yeah, no problem. You got like 10 minutes because the class is meeting down the hall. And I said, all right, whatever, I'll teach it. So I went down the hall, and I walked in the classroom, and I asked, the, the first thing I said to the class was, hey, does anybody know what cybernetics is? And nobody did. And I said, okay, well, this is going to be a lot of fun because I don't know what it is either. And I'm supposed to be teaching. So I guess we're going to have to figure it out as we go along. And uh, that was my introduction to teaching, meaning that I walked into the classroom and revealed as a 20, I was 24 years old. I was probably slightly more of an idiot than I am today. One of the things that teachers have a difficult time doing often, oftentimes is um, revealing that they don't know anything or that they, there's a lot that they don't know or however you want to say it. And, but I, the very first thing I ever said to a classroom in the very first class I ever taught was, I don't know anything about the subject matter. So for me, it really kind of re revealed, it's like, it's like I walked in naked. And, and in a way, what that taught me was that it's kind of cool to start out with the idea that you really don't know anything. And, uh, or, there, or not that I, you don't know anything, but the, the world is so incredibly complicated that it's not possible to ever imagine that oneself really knows a lot. Because it's, it's like we might know a lot, but there's a billion times more than to know from whatever you know, or I don't know how to say that, but you know, you know what I mean? It's kind of like the universe or like death, you know, like we're all going to die and we think like, oh, we're going we're gonna to die and we're going to leave our bodies and we'll be dead forever. It, it's like, no, 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 hang on. Like, yeah, we can't take anything with us and oh yeah, we're going to die. No, no, hang on a second. No, you're going to die. You're going to leave our bodies. Nothing Nothing is going with us. Every single one of us is going to be dead. And nothing, 
everything that we value. I will no longer be in this classroom. I will no longer teach every, my watch, my be everything, man, nothing. It's all going. But you can't contemplate that. It's really difficult to hold that, you know, kind of like the size of the universe. So we're going to start there today. We have four volunteers today who are going to uh, tell us what they know about a topic, and then we're going to see where we go. We spent a lot of time working with student volunteers, and the class only works because students, you all, who are here in the room, are willing to volunteer to come up here and talk about things, okay? And, and it's awesome for me because, A, I don't have to listen to myself, and I'm tired of listening to myself. It's awesome for you because you don't have to listen to me either, and that's awesome for you, that we really get to share in the experience of developing an understanding about particular topics that are out in the world. These are students. And people in this room are between the ages of mostly 18 and 22, maybe 23. There might be a few people older than that, but we are, they're students. They're not experts. Nobody is expected to be an expert. We all have this thing that happens to us. Maybe some of you have this with your parents. But as we get older and we look backwards, we have this idea or this fantasy that we were smarter than young people are today. And we're not. I was not. Well, it's pretty easy with me because I am very clear about the fact that I wasn't very smart. And uh, if I would have been asked, if I was in a class like this and I would have been asked to volunteer and come down to the front and take a microphone and start talking about some topic, um, I, I, know I wouldn't have had anything to say. It, could, I, it didn't mat wouldn't have mattered what the topic was. I wouldn't have had anything to say. I'm blown away, actually, by how much, how smart you all are when, however, hang on, hang on, I want to go back. That's about a topic. So if I would have said, hey, Tell me all you know about X, Y, or Z. I wouldn't have had anything to say. But if, I, if someone would have asked me, hey, Sam, like with cybernetics and human ecology, we know you don't know about cybernetics and human ecology. Well, what do you think? What do you think it is? And I would say, well, I don't really know. Well, what do you think? And then I would say, well, I think cybernetics, it sounds like da-da-da, and human ecology is this. And then they would have asked some follow-up questions like, okay, well, okay, that's a good start. So now let's go back to cybernetics. How about, and then they would have just kept asking me questions. Eventually, I would have revealed that I actually know some. I actually have something to say within the context of what I see in the world, where I'm standing in the world. And I can only see the world from where I'm standing. So if I've never left the state of Pennsylvania, what that means is, well, I have a lot to say from the perspective of somebody who has never left the state of Pennsylvania. And that's pretty cool because there are other people in the class, for example, let's say, who have lived all over the world. And, you know, for them, it's so fascinating to hear from someone who's never left the state of Pennsylvania. Okay? So you understand. It's so fascinating to hear from lots of different people from many different perspectives. 
And so all we can do is speak from our own perspective. And from our own perspective, we actually know a lot. When we ask people to volunteer, they, you never have any idea what you're going to talk about. So when you get a text from Leah, who you'll meet next Tuesday, I think, and, and she says, hey, can you volunteer today? And you ask, hey, what's the top of the subject matter? She's going to say, I can't tell you. I'm not telling you. Because it doesn't matter what the topic is. And I don't want, I'm not going to choose a topic that you know something about. So if you say, for example, oh yeah, I've studied immigration a lot in my life. I'm like, well, I'm not going to ask you, probably not going to ask you to talk about immigration, let's say. It's going to be something else, right? Okay, is that cool? Um, regard, so to, in today's class, regardless of what people say, I'm going to push back on it because that's my job. And pushing back means that I'm going to ask follow-up questions. And I'm going to say, well, hang on, man. But what, if you say that, what do you think about this other thing over here? And my job is to sort of encourage people to see lots of different perspectives on different perspectives on things. So that doesn't mean I disagree with them. At the same time, when I don't challenge people, I mean, when I don't ask follow-up questions, it doesn't mean I agree with them. So you, you will never know what I think about a subject matter. What people say when they get to the end of the semester, generally speaking, is they still have no idea what I think about something, okay? So, um, so it turns out that people today are all U.S. citizens, uh, but, you know, 20% of the class, 20% of you in the class are international students from outside the United States. And probably another 20% are people who have ancestry directly from outside of the United States. So you might be like, you know, Mexican-American or Polish-American, and you spent, you know, your first 12 years in Poland. And now here you are in the United States. And that kind of thing. Okay? Is that cool? Get in here, get in here, get in here. Listen up. We're talking about some stuff today. Tune in. It's Social 19 time. Gabriella, I want to start with you. A sophomore. Where are you from? I'm from Snyder County, PA. You're Mexican-American. Yes. Speak Spanish. Yes. And have you, when did you come to the U.S.? Or did, were you born in the U.S.? I was born in the U.S. Have you spent time in Mexico? Or? Yes. Like what? How much? Like um, I spent some summers with family. I've spent, when I was younger, I spent like three months in Mexico. Mm-hmm. What part? Guadalajara. I'm just really curious about what you all think is the problem. Because your generation, I don't know what generation, what generation are you, by the way? Gen Z. Gen Z? All right, Gen Z. <laughs> just from what you see, what's the problem? I've seen a lot about global warming problems and mm -hmm. racism still. Yeah, what do you see? In my own experience in a small town, I've um, dealt with a lot of race and racial slurs thrown at me. And then on social media, I've seen a lot of global warming issues and posts of how we can make the world better and slow down global warming. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's, grab, let's take the racism piece. So slurs from people who, like random people or? 
What do you, so tell me, say more about that. Random people in grocery stores, on the road, co and co-workers, customers, and students. People calling you racial, really? So people who don't know you are calling, calling, saying things to you? Yes. Do they have a reason to, has there ever been a situation when they have a reason to, like, first off, let me just say, like, you are okay, this isn't because I'm a white guy, okay? Because I teach this class, so I, obviously, right? But, but like, you do understand, it, it's hard, when someone doesn't have an up-close personal view of what you're saying, it's really hard to say, like, really? Like, seriously? So, like, so just, can you say a little more, like, what? People just come up and they just say stuff? Or they yell stuff at you? or They mostly just yell and stare and give you weird glares. Mm -hmm. It's very uncomfortable being a person of color and being different. In yeah. Snyder County? It's, you live in a small town? Yes. I live in Sealands Grove, PA. Oh, dude, Sealands Grove. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, and so it's most, mostly, is there, a, is there a growing Mexican community there? Or community of immigrants? It has been declining. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Ah, so it grew, like Hazleton and certain ones, and then it started to decline. Yeah. When uh -huh. I was younger, it was there was a lot more families. Currently, I think there's seven, eight families uh -huh. that are of Hispanic heritage. Uh-huh. So how, so, so say how it, so how is the, so the racism for you is something that's really there in your, direct life experience yeah I mean, you would call this racism like call, when people are saying slurs and so on to you yes how do you respond uh i i get uncomfortable but just ignore it it's better to just keep going instead of trying to argue with them because they're so close-minded mm -hmm. so keep going but you take, but you don't, but you keep going, but you keep going with that inside of you, right? Because it's in you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What, what, uh, what, okay, so where else do you see, so racism is, is an issue. Yes. And so you're, so there are many, like we have this idea that people in your generation are much more comfortable with many people who are not like them. By the way, we're not talking just white people here, right? Yeah. You might, we might be in your case, but it's not like black and brown people aren't racist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or bigoted, whatever. There's, we, we can, we'll go into that later, however you want to say it. So are there people who are not white who also display racism that you see? Yeah, funny enough, one time I was called a Mexican racial slur by a Puerto Rican. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Puerto Ricans, what's up with that? Where else do you see racism? Because so this is one of your two pieces here. Where, are, where else do you see racism? I've seen it a lot on. Well, it's no longer that much on social media, but uh -huh. every so often it'll show up. Uh huh. And you would think that since nowadays we're supposed to be more progressive, you wouldn't see as much, but it still happens on uh -huh. social media. Okay. Um. Okay. So global. So climate change, yes. that's the second thing that you said. So what's the problem? The problem is climate change. What do you see? Um, the ozone weakening. Uh, we're running out of materials and resources. 
um, the population is growing faster than the world can handle. Than the planet can handle with yeah. the resources. Uh-huh. And animals are going extinct a lot faster. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's pretty much what I've seen. And how, how is that for you, like someone of you? How old? You're, are you 19? Yes. So you're 19. So how, how much time do you spend thinking about global climate change? Um, probably like at least five hours a week. Yeah? So like constantly, every day. Yeah. <laughs> you're thinking about it. Um, I mean, I think about it all the time. I mean, I wouldn't tabulate it at five hours. I might. I, I'll, bet, I'll bet if I could put a number to it, I'd say about five hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot, man. When you think about your future, what are you thinking? That we're screwed. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Oh, damn. Like, we're meaning, like, all of us, but you in particular? Because I'm old and I'm going to die. No, all, everyone. We're all screwed in this world. Yeah? In the planet. Wait, how is that to, to walk through life at your age, you're 19 years old, thinking we're screwed? I mean, we've grown up in the economic crisis and COVID. There's nothing that's gone right for us. Uh-huh. So I'm just ready for doom to happen. Damn. <laughs> All right. Dude. All right, hang on. So my job is to give you some hope right here, okay, Gabby? It's like, first off, yeah. dude, are you all, do you feel that, bro? Do you feel it, bro? Do you feel like you're kind of screwed? Really? Bro, do you have that? You're just chilling? Yeah. So climate change, uh, it's, it's like we're in a really bad situation. Is there a, how much hope do you have, though, that, hey, we'll work, we'll, we'll work ourselves out of this? Do you have, how much hope? I'll give it 20% hope. Oh, yeah? All right, that's cool. 20 is better than zero. Yeah. I, I actually have a fair amount of hope, by the way. It's not because I'm old and I'm going to be out of here much sooner than you are in all likelihood. But it's more that it's, it's a challenge. And, you know, human beings, we're surprisingly capable of living up to certain challenges. So. Okay, so those are two things. All right, man, that's it. You're, you're golden. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. You are listening to the audio version of Sociology 119. So introduce yourself. So my name is Bo. Um, I'm in my second semester of my senior year. I am a major in criminology and IST. And if I had to say what I am, I'm just like European-American, I guess. Uh-huh. Well, do you know where your ancestry is from? Yeah, um, it's mainly from the whole entire area around the UK. I'm like... I'm Welsh, um, English, Irish, Scottish, yeah. that kind of stuff. Okay, I got you, man. Where are you from in the U.S.? I'm from Scranton. Scranton? Oh, dude, Scranton. So what's the problem? I think what we need to do is respect other people's opinions more. Okay, so one, so big problem for you is us not listening or respecting to other people's opinions. Yeah, I think a lot of times, I see it a lot online. Um, someone can have an opinion that they're entitled to, but, you know, it's not political or anything like that. No matter what, someone's going to be silenced for what they're saying or they're going to be ridiculed, even though they're being perfectly rational. 
even though they're just saying what they think or what they exactly do. yeah their honest opinion so do you does this do you see this in your own life like on social media all stuff? the time yeah every day yeah in your life yeah being silenced yes like so what kinds of opinions political opinions to uh, say the very least oh wait you uh, in your thing you identified as leaning conservative yeah i'm kind of leaning conservative like central right but dude like central right for some people would be like you're a far right neo-fascist you know what i mean if you no, like you know what i mean like for people on the far left neo-marxist even just leaning a little bit to the right like oh my god yeah, yeah. I, I can see it <laughs> <laughs> so how do you experience it like what do you because this is a this is a big issue right so strangely you know you th here's your generation who's grown up with social media and all of these opportunities you know with these phones to be to just put our voices out there and to listen to other people's voices and so on and so forth and yet to like be slamming each other down so what can you just say what 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 else what are you say more about what you're seeing so it depends on the internet where you go whether it's youtube or the site called reddit um Dude, I, Reddit's far left. Isn't exactly, it? yeah. I'm on there all the time. I don't know how that is. Reddit's the front page of the internet. I have no yeah. idea. I swear it just becomes a thing. People just flock to one platform. Okay. All right. And I use Reddit a lot, so I'm using different platforms. I'm not just talking about one group here, but um for example, someone will say something like, you know what a subreddit is. Yep. A thread. Um there's no no rule really um pertaining to what kind of opinion you should have, but moderators, because they have a certain opinion, they will silence someone just because their political opinion, they disagree with them. Yeah. Can you give me an example of a political opinion that you shared or have that, like, for example, let me, I'll give you one, right? Okay. With the immigration, all of the immigrants on the southern border, we really need to do something about that. Like, we, we really, we got to handle that, that this is a problem. Right. Let's take, for example, someone who's far left. Um, they wouldn't really see as much of an issue with that as someone that's more right. Because people who are more right, um, from my experience, what I see is they want everyone to be a citizen. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've had friends who are more left. Um, they say that immigration, the illegal immigration, is good for jobs. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to say my per personal opinion, if that's okay. Um, hey, you can throw it out. Okay, I'm just well, saying. Well, it's from what you see. But your personal opinion, here's the thing, though, yeah. right? And I, I want to be really clear about this. If I, whatever your personal opinion is, if I push you a little bit, you'll shift that opinion in, in some other direction. Because, how, wait, how old are you? 21? Uh, 23. 23. So you're young. I mean, 22, sorry. 22, all right. So you're, so you're, you're, you're going to push the, your opinion is just, rel it's, only, it's very short term, okay? But go ahead, throw, throw an idea out. doesn't have to be okay. your opinion, just throw an idea out, the people on the... Okay, I'm not going to share my story. opinion then. Um. <laughs> By the way, you should know that uh, those of you in the classroom, 25% of this classroom identifies as conservative, okay? I know this because it's the same every semester. 25% of the classroom identifies as kind of really liberal. And 50% of the classroom is right in the middle. 
And at any moment, the conservatives will take liberal positions and the liberals will take conservative positions and it just will all get mixed up. And, you know, that's just how things roll. But conservatives will tend to be silent because on a college campus because they will tend to be afraid of getting concerned about getting canceled or silenced or something. But it not it, that doesn't happen in here because you've got to have key ideas, but throw the idea out. I hear people with their argument, why not just get a citizenship? Mm -hmm. Like, why be illegal when it's just something I don't see, like the purpose of like just coming here illegally, like unless you have to, you know, escape a financial crisis or any other of that sort. Mm -hmm. If you are capable, why not just get citizenship? Okay. And you'll be eligible for more jobs, more benefits, et cetera. Okay. And if you don't, if you're not capable, if you don't, if the U.S. if the U.S. government says, like, hey, that's cool, but we're not taking any more applications, so, like, whatever. Oh, and, well, at that point, I guess, come on in, I don't know. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, hold it. Take a conservative position here. I want to just throw this out there. Take a conservative position. I, because I, I'll take it if you don't want to. It's pretty easy, but okay. take a conservative position. So it's like, so you, so Gabby's family, let's say Gabby's family, let's imagine they came here without documents, and they just like, I just got, I we got a feet, we got to, we got to survive, so we're just gonna come here. So what would a conservative say to that? You know, if you're very conservative, obviously you would disagree with that. They would okay. say, why? Why does she just have it easy, for example? That's what yeah. they would say. Yeah, like, why do you get to do that? And yeah. other people didn't get to do that. Right. Which is a fair comment. I mean, it's a fairness thing. Conservatives are really into fairness, you know? People, liberals, you think you're really into fairness? Conservatives are driven by the idea of fairness, right? There are going to be rules. We're going to set up rules. And the rules, if the rules aren't fair, then you got to go out and you got to change the rules. But there are going to be a certain number of rules, like in the case of immigration. And you got to follow the rules. There are a lot of people that want to come to the United States. So it's like, look, follow the rules. And if you don't follow the rules, then we're going to have a problem. We're going to send you back home or whatever. So it's not fair for you to sneak into the country when somebody else has been waiting patiently for a response from the U.S. government saying you can enter into the United States now. And you're just like, yeah, I'm just going to go on my own. It's like, that's not fair. That's a conservative idea. Okay, so when I say it like that, how is that? Can you stand behind that? How is that to stand behind? Conservatives are really into fairness. It, it will be viewed differently depending on where you stand politically. I know that. Because yeah. I know some people that would say conservatives are, you know, um, Germany in the 1940s, for example. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, but those people are just, but they're being very narrow-minded and very bigoted. Well, yeah, but, you know, I know both sides can be like that, too. Yeah, definitely. Dude, definitely. I'm actually often very impressed by how narrow people can be in their thinking. Okay, so the, so the problem for you, the main problem is, like, people need to be more tolerant of other ideas so that we can share ideas. As, and then what, what will happen if we do that? I'm thinking, you know, we need to see common ground in our ideas Shush and think for a sec, like, take into account, even if they have a stupid argument, just think, 
is there anything rational about what they're saying? Maybe you can find common ground and make the future better, kind of work together on some ideas at least. Because I know the left and the right in this country is, in my opinion, it's becoming increasingly divided. And if we seek more common ground, we can agree on more things and there'll be a lot less violence, less riots from both sides, of course. Less politicians screaming at each other <laughs> yeah. and all that. So I just want to push back on something here. You said even if they have a, a dumb argument or whatever, you make an argument. I think your argument is dumb. Maybe I'm dumb. Like, what makes me think that I'm not the, the dummy, you know? Like, what is that? I think it's more of what you hear more often. Yeah. It's confidence, I believe. Someone yeah. can be unconfident, but they can seem like a liar when they're telling the truth. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. that's because they're not hearing their side of the story more often. Yeah. Or they're not being agreed with. Or they're not listening to the other side of the story more. That's true too. Yes. So, so I have a couple. So, a couple ideas here is that people think they're educated. Many people think they're educated, but they've spent their entire lives around people who think like them. It's like, how are you going to be educated if you spend your entire lives with people who are like you? Like, you can't be educated. Educated is seeing the world from a thousand different perspectives, or a million, or a billion, or a trillion. The good thing about kind of arguing with people from different perspectives is you get challenged. So I think, you know, once in a while, of course, you do have to have a challenge, but I think that encourages critical thinking and yeah. you can solve more problems with that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, man. It's all about thinking. That's what we're doing here is thinking. Um, okay. All right, dude. How was it to, how was it to, to come out as a conservative, as a white guy conservative in Social 119? I wanted to be careful about what I had to say today. Yeah. And I feel that most of the can campus is more left-leaning, of course. So maybe Remember there's someone out there who wouldn't like me because of my political opinions. Like, yeah. no matter what they are, as long as I'm, like, on a different political spectrum than them, they might just, you know, dislike you. Yeah. So I think people need to just get rid of that barrier and see you for your ideas themselves, yeah. not just your... Because... Conservatives and liberals, you can be on the same side, quote unquote, but um, you can have very different arguments. I hear it all the time. Oh, yeah, totally. But they always single out people who identify something other than them, even though they might agree on the same things. Yeah, to, to, to first off, there's, no, there's nothing that's all conservative or all liberal. I don't even know what those terms mean anymore, honestly. And I made a comment about like, yeah, conservatives are really into fairness. It's like, well, yeah, that's true at a level, but it's also very contextual. Liberals are also into fairness. They just define fairness in a different way. But, but one thing that, first off, dude, 25% of this classroom can identifies as conservative. So that would be like that entire section up there and half of this section here. It's a lot of people, you know? So that's why I'm having fun with, I identify as conservative. I lean conservative, by the way. Nice job. Awesome. Appreciate it. All right, man. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome back. You are still listening to Sociology 119's podcast. Introduce thyself. 
Hello, my name is Yasmin Thomas, but I go by Yaz. I am a sophomore. I am an RHS major, and my track is physical therapy. Wait, RHS, rehab? Rehabilitation and Human Services. Uh huh. Where are you from, by the way? I am from Irving, Texas, which is in Dallas County. Irving, Texas? Yes, sir. Did you go to one of those like really rich schools down there? I freaking wish. Oh, all right. All right. There are a couple of schools down there around Dallas that are, I mean, they have football stadiums that hold 30,000 people and that sort of thing. Yeah, Friday Night Lights. That's what oh, Texas damn, is known man. for. I had a student from one of those high schools in class a couple of years ago. I was blown away the stories he was telling. All right, so listen, what's the problem? Is people not minding their business? People not minding their business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> Whether it be like socially or politically, people don't know how to like stay in their own lane. They're always giving unrequited, like requ unrequested advice, or they're just like jumping in or butting in in something that literally doesn't require them to be there at all. Like okay. if I'm having a conversation between A and B, you need to see your way out. Like don't include yourself. Like I don't need you there. Okay. What about groups though? What about what about people who are pushing for social change, and they're out protesting in the streets and so on? They're not minding their own business. And so there's a difference between wanted attention and unwanted attention. Uh huh. So right, like ahead. if it's like a social cause or a social controversy that requires social ish, like a social integrity between people, then yes, it is okay for you to be out there, state your opinion, or just have a good like interaction. However, if it is like literally an online joke between a group of people in a like demographic and then someone says the joke, but the people in that demographic get it and you don't, and then you get upset by not being included in that situation, then you really can't get mad at them because that's not, like some people just grow up different or people are in different lifestyles or in different organizations when they're younger or in their whole life. So where do, you see, where do you see that happening? How, what's your ancestry, by the way? As far as I know, I'm black. But like, our, but do you, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Thank actually. you. <laughs> I can see too. Yeah, I look in the mirror you, every day. I say, but, oh my God. Listen, actually though, no, but we're going to talk about DNA stuff in here. It's like, you'd be surprised at what you, you miss. But I, like, do you identify, do you have any like uh, uh, Afro-Caribbean? No, sir. Okay. All right. Got you, man. So you trade, so African-American. I, I make the distinction like this, just so you know in the class. So African-American trace your these are terms that i'll use trace your ancestry to slavery in north america right yes okay all right um so where do you see the like where do you see the the the, the, the example you just gave about people like people having all sorts of experiences and then other people feeling as though they get left out of those experiences and they feel some kind of way about it where do you see that so Picture it, right? You're scrolling on Instagram, TikTok, whatever your social platform may be, and this says like, this parent does this, and it's like a little like funny skit or like a skit that showed like a certain issue. Like, say in a black household, whenever you get a bad grade and your parent finds out, they ask for your report card. Next thing you know, you're like, I don't have my report card, and they're like, Yes, you did. The school called me. Show me your report card. Next thing you know, they pull a belt out of nowhere, and they're just waiting for you to show them your grade. But for other demographics, say like a person who's like not a person of color, but they're not might be their parents' first intuition thought as to like whoop your child whenever they get a bad grade or don't like succeed like socially or mentally or academically. It's like uh -huh. not their first goal. But within people of color's like households, well specifically mine, grades was a big thing that you would get in trouble for. So that's why that was like a big thing that was like on the internet and then people from the, you know, other demographic, they were like 
that's child abuse, that's not okay, that's not right. And I'm just like, yeah, it isn't, it's okay, but I'm pretty sure we all know by now, our parents know it's not good, but at some time, at some point, they're gonna learn on their own time. I just can't push them to learn something because either way, they're gonna push it out of their mind in one ear, out the other, so. So when you, that's an awesome example, by the way. How do you respond to that when you see that? Like, how do you, you're, wait, how old are you, 19? 20. You're 20. How do you as a 20-year-old Gen Zer black woman from Texas respond to that? Well, I'll go about my Southern Belle charm and just giggle at it and scroll on. I'm playing, I'm playing, I don't do that. Usually I look at it, screenshot it, send it on Instagram for my story to see, and then I send it to my best friend and we do like shits and giggles and we look at that for a little bit and I just go back and look at him like, wow, next subject. And that's how I go about it. What else is what else, what else is the problem? I like to say people doing that weird thing where they say millennials are better than Gen Zers or Gen Xers are better than boomers. I don't really like that because at some point of life you're going to get to that stage and you're just going to be as miserable as they are. So just like zip it, lock it, put it in your pocket, babe. I don't need to hear about it. <laughs> what else? I entertain y'all, don't I? Check out my uh, the, 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 is this check out my Comedy Central in like two years. Gonna see me on right, there. You heard it right here. Yeah, it started um, right here, man. So you you identify this issue between people of different age groups and age categories and stuff, right? Yeah. People need to just like open up. How open do you feel people are of your general? Like people around you are. Well, I feel like we need to start bringing back diaries. People keep posting everything. Buki, I don't need to know about your man cheating on you 13 times in a row. Let's none of my business, and I don't need to hear about you crying over him. That's mm. so. You think as a as a 20 year old, yeah, you're thinking actually people are sharing too much. Yeah. 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 Huh. And what do you think that does for them or for us or whatever the case is? Like, what do you think? I feel like it started with the reality TV phase. Like everybody was having a TV show, spreading their business. Everybody's creating little storylines about their lives. And then once they got off air, they were like, why do people think I'm a bad person? I don't know, Gabby. Didn't you tell somebody they had a you know what? And then they deserve to you know what? Like that's like that's not something you can just showcase on television and expect people to not want to hold against you. You know what I mean? Like your words have impact, whether real or fake. Like you just can't be upset about that. So how many people around you that you know of think similarly to you? I like to say a good portion. Really? Yeah. Because people, so many people of say like of my generation have the idea that people of your gen, not me, because I I know people of your generation, right? But people have this idea that your generation wants to just be out in the world and have cameras on them and be famous and celebrities and all sorts of stuff. And they want to put their business out everywhere and what i'm hearing from you is actually for me and for people around me that's not really true yeah because like at some point doesn't it get tiring to hear about the celebrity who cheated on their partner the celebrity that got into this controversy the celebrity that like causes this much problems in another area at some point you're just like well damn like that's what my neighbor down the street does i really need to know their business like that that's not going to impact my day-to-day life Uh like it's just a normal situation that people blow out of proportion like somebody cheating on another person that is a terrible thing but if you put it on air, baby, they're going to blast you much harder than they would Rochelle and Marcus, like on the side in the corner who got uh-huh. cheated on two minutes ago. Uh-huh. Like you're a celebrity. You're in broad lights. You're supposed to be this quote unquote 
legend or individual that everybody loves and cherishes. You're not supposed to do no wrong. But yeah, you know, got you. Trust got me, you. you're going to have your little groupies who say that you can do no wrong, and then when you do wrong to them, they're still going to be, yeah, yeah, no, they didn't do any wrong. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What what uh, what else? What, let's go back to the, what's the problem. Pick out one more, and then we'll we will move on. Racism within the uh, queer community, I guess. Racism in inside the com queer community? Yes. Yeah? What do you see? Well, people go with these weird stereotypes of grouping people along. People usually associate black lesbians with being masculine or dominant and stuff like that. I'm just like, that's not how people are as an individual. Like, people's individual personality traits are how they dictate their life. Them being queer and in another part of their body doesn't correlate well because if you know like the stereotype of black women they're strong they usually perceive as masculine and then once you put the label of lesbian on it you're automatically considered a stud or a you know what a d word or butchy or whatever yeah and then, yeah so racism inside of the queer community yeah right? both with women and men you're talking about women but men also oh yeah definitely i see a lot of black men talk about their experiences with white queer men uh -huh. And some of the things they be talking about is really like depleting in itself because you realize like, wow, it's still going to hover over us no matter what. Because like they usually correlate black men in the gay community with being like, you know that like thing called jungle fever and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, dude, like and totally hypersexual. Like, and, like it's hypersexualizing yeah. of like black men and they already go through that at a young age. And for you to like do it again and to adulthood it's not basically breaking the cycle. It's making it much farther and much worse. And then people get yeah. mad at them when they do over-sexualize themselves. Yeah. And it's like a whole reverse cycle, I guess. So we, so we have the idea that once we put these demographic groups together, like wh whatever the demographic, the disabled community, right? The, the what, whatever, the black community, the queer community, whatever, that everyone is all together, you know? All, 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 everyone in the queer community unites around the issues because everybody shares the fact that in some way they're LGBTQ, whatever. But for you, you're saying actually that, but that's just, it's, there, there are multiple layers of that and that's not really. Yeah, I mean, it's like a freaking tiramisu or a like cheesecake. That thing has many layers. You just can't yeah. have one layer of something and be like, it's done, it's complete. You have to put it all together if you want to fully enjoy something. So that's what's interesting. People on the outside of communities often have the assumption that communities are really bonded and united, which I, I don't know. Well, we, we only have those assumptions when we don't know that community and what it is. Once, once we, we're connected to the community, then it's easy to see, like, look, man, everybody's different. Everybody has different perspectives and ideas, you know. You have, you have like, uh, you know, black lesbians who are ultra-conservative, black lesbians who are ultra-liberal, black, whatever. It doesn't really, it's just... So it's just B, C, open yourselves up to it. Yeah, because I would say people are people are a spectrum, like literally, like physically, politically, socially, mentally, racially. They're all on a spectrum. Everything is changing. People are sifting different narratives, different definitions. So you might as well just yeah. like get used to change. But that's yeah. human behavior of not wanting to change. So yeah. Yeah. Listen, man. Can you just say that again? Get used to change. Like just say to everybody right here. Like, so you're speaking to the class, like, say it loud, say it proud. I'm black change. and I'm proud. Okay. Get used to change. It's always there. It's always happening. If you don't want to change, I'm sorry, Buki, but life isn't going to stop for you. It's not going to stop for anybody else. Go ahead and get that change in, get that work in. You know, keep your head up. Awesome. Thanks, man.
You're listening to the audio version of Social 119. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi everyone, um, I'm Dhruv. I'm, uh, I'm 19, I'm a sophomore, and my major is biomedical engineering, and uh, I'm from uh, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. Okay, what's the problem? Wait, what's your background? I'm Indian. Like, where were you born? Like, I was born in Chicago, but uh-huh. yeah, I'm first generation here. Yeah? Okay. Um, by the way, is your mom a good cook? She's amazing. What's her, what's her best dish? If you could boil it down to one. That's, that's, a, that's really hard. I know, I got you, man. But in case your mom's watching, okay, two. Two. Uh, her lentil soup, it's amazing. Yeah. What else? Anything else? Uh, Does she make chole? Yeah, she does. She does. Not, 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 not too much though, but because I'm, I'm, I make a mean chole, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah, just want to say that. Gotta try some. I'm sure your mom's is better, but I'm just want to put that out there, bro. So what's the problem? I think uh, I've, uh, I've, I've realized this a lot, but uh, I think stupid uh, superstitions. I think people fall under stupid uh, superstitions, and uh, I've been like on both sides of that actually. So and I've, uh, yeah. Can you give me an example? Or give us an example? Um, To go like a little deeper into it, um, my mom, my father passed when I was really young and uh, being a widow, I'm a Hindu, so uh, being a widow is actually looked down upon a lot and uh, my mom really got alienated from a lot of people because of that. She lost a lot of friends because of that, which I think is really unfair. So can you explain to people in in Hinduism and like what, like, uh, you know, what happens? You know, historically, even historically, what women would... Take their own lives and so on. Yeah, I mean it's really hard, but uh, there is a lot of uh, I mean it just alien. It doesn't help because um, should I put closer? Oh, yeah. my bad. Um, but a lot of people don't understand that. Obviously, it's not when when you lose uh your husband, it's it kind of sucks that you lose all your friends too. And uh, my mom being in Chicago, uh, after my father passed away, she was actually like basically left alone. Even some family members kind of disconnected, and it really messed her up. So there's something inside of the culture connected to Indian culture connected to Hinduism. Yeah. That when women lo- are are left alone, when the husband dies, and historically speaking, many women would throw themselves on the funeral pyre. Yeah. Hindu women. Yeah. Hindu women. I mean, take their own lives because. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. So that's a crazy superstition. It is a crazy superstition. Yeah, my mom. Yeah, my mom has been the the back end of that. It's not been. It's been rough, but she figured it out, and she's she's happy now. So it's it's all good. Cool. What? How old were you when your dad died? I was five years old. Yeah. Dude, five. Yeah, he uh, had liver cancer. It was it was a sad. Yeah, it was sad. Yeah, that really impacts you. You remember my dad was nine. I mean, I was nine when my dad died. Oh yeah. Remember? I'm sorry about so, that. No, it's okay. Um, what is, uh, I mean, hang on. Thanks, bro. Yeah, of course. I'm sorry to hear about you. No, of course, of course. Yeah. So, what's kind of interesting is that I randomly pick four people out. We have four different things that people say, and you start with superstition. Yeah. And so, where else do you see this? I mean, I see, I've actually lost a lot of friends because, uh, I have a friend, um, he, uh, it was a long time ago, but he's very competitive academically and he wouldn't tell me where he got his internship because I was looking for an internship. And it's because there's this thing in a Hindu culture called the bat, it's called like a bad eye where, uh, if you tell too many people something, 
you ha- you get bad luck, and he didn't want to tell me it, and it caused a lot of problems. Uh huh. The bad eye. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. I think it's something like that. I-, I forgot the exact name of it. That's what it is. Yeah. Evil eye. Yeah. Evil, evil eye. eye. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, people, people often wear a, 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 like a medallion of an eye to really yeah. fight that. Okay, so he wouldn't tell you anything about it, so he wouldn't jeopardize his. Yeah, I hope he doesn't see this. I'm still friends with him. Yeah, that's all right. If he does. So at least you'll find out. Do you know where his, where his internship was? Yeah, it was at Drexel. Uh, all right, okay. So what else? What else is the problem? I think uh, I think people who just feel the need to project their opinions. I think someone I don't know if someone else said that, but uh, yeah, they just feel the need to put their opinions out, or they like bringing up topics in like the worst times. I don't know how to explain that. Like, I'll be like out for dinner, like with my family. I haven't seen them in a long time, and someone will ask me like what I think about like the Israel Gaza thing, and I kind of just get really like blindsided by it. Uh huh. So, so people, people are. Random, but but isn't there? It's like, but it's also good to randomly bring up topics, right? To force ourselves to talk about things that we're not used to talking about. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just, I just, I don't know. I'm not really a person who's uh politically as uh inv- like involved in like. I don't know as much as I should. But wait, uh, why should you know? I think it's just because I mean, we should know what's happening in the world, and a lot of why, why should you know what's happening in the world? Because I mean, strike up conversations, also just. I mean, I don't, that's, that's a really hard question to answer. Well, let me ask you this. Let me help you. When you learn, if you learn something more than you know about the conflict in Israel and Gaza and, and Palestine and Gaza, how does that change? What does that do for the the world? I think it gives it, it gives light to the this like the conflict and kind of just makes people like understand like what's really happening around the world and kind of pushing a better cause. Okay. Okay, but how 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 does it do that? More people uh, say they make their opinion like more known. Yeah, well, how, but how does it do that? Let's just say if you could snap your fingers, if I could snap my fingers, and everyone in this classroom knew what I know about the Israel, the conflict in Israel and Palestine, right? Yeah. How would that change the world? change their opinions yeah if everyone knew if everyone knew what i knew i could just download my brain into everybody in the classroom how's that going to change yeah it would change people's opinions on it but how would that change the world uh i mean people with change opinions could try to push for like i don't, I don't like really know what you're trying to go for I, i'm like i'm trying to show you what you're trying to go for but i don't know well here let's just stick with you okay you i download my brain into your brain on this topic right everything i know about the world right yeah how's that going to change the world how are you then going to go change the world tell other people my opinion and talk more about it if that's what you're i don't have an answer i'm just wondering oh yeah i mean i will if if i if you gave me like an opinion about it and someone brought it up i would express my opinion and maybe some other people change their opinion and that opinion could become like a more this bigger general opinion. Okay, okay but, but let's be, be let's assume that that's, that's not, not, let's assume that's not, I'm just pushing back. back. Remember I said earlier, yeah, I was yeah, yeah, push no, back some? No worries, I, I mean, I'm not. Yeah. No, no, I got you, I got you. So I'm just, because what happens when you're in college, like, you know, you just randomly put up there, like, oh, I should know more. And yeah. I'm asking, why should you know more? 
Because I think I'll be able to have more conversations. And, and those conversations will lead to what? I mean, honestly, I think when people bring up conversations like that, like to me, when it's like random, I don't really know where, like where it's going. I think they're just trying to change my mind. I don't, I don't really know where you like probably tell more people your opinion. Like I don't really, like, I don't really like to talk about that stuff too much. I don't. I, Okay. And how is how how do you feel about that? How is that for you? That you know, it's it's a lot for you, and you know. Like, I think a lot of people uh, giving me like a bad looks. Like, a lot of people like I remember like I was uh, it was in the classroom and someone asked me a question. I was like I don't really know too much about that. And they're just kind of like how or why. So I think it's it makes me feel kind of bad sometimes because people can definitely be judgmental. Like, you don't know about it, but uh, I mean it's just an uncomfortable area for me where I just kind of like to avoid. No, so the, I guess the issue, the reason I'm pushing on this, it's really cool that you're raising it, is because you're, you're in college. We're, we're all here. We're here at the university. We're in college. And we have the idea that, hey, you know, we're here to be educated, and we should all be thinking and being educa educating ourselves as much as possible because it's only by educating ourselves that we're going to make the world a much better place and da-da-da-da-da. And then you said, like, oh, I feel bad if I don't know. Yeah. Do you know how much you don't know, bro? Oh, yeah. I definitely don't know a lot of things. Yeah. I just like, I think it's more about like trending topics. Like when, uh, when it's like presidents and like the whole presidential candidate stuff, like because yeah. the, the president, uh, the debates, not the debate just happened yesterday. Yeah. My friends were talking to me about it. I kind of just was not up to like, right. I was not up to what, knowing what was happening at okay. all. Okay. And whoever your friend was knew like a tiny, tiny, tiny bit about it yeah compared to everything there is to learn about it yeah all right man. dude thanks yeah of course all right man all right Hey, listen, man. Uh, have a have a uh, have a safe weekend, and we'll see you on Tuesday. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social 19. Thank you to Ryan Dupree and Roland Albertson for the tunes. All other audio is used legally, licensed with MotionArray.com. Join Social 19 on YouTube Tuesdays and Thursdays at YouTube.com/social19/live. And this podcast is edited by Hamill Media LLC Podcasts.